If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, May 16th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for my buddy who, I think two weeks ago, I talked about the fact that I had reached out to him in 10 different places and never heard back. Yeah. Uh, so somebody on on the Grams had a terrific idea that I am shocked neither of us thought of. What? Call him. <laughs> Call him on the phone. I had messaged him on LinkedIn. I had messaged Honestly, him on Facebook. Honestly, it would not even have crossed my mind. No. <laughs> so. Pick up the phone. I'm surprised you, you didn't cross your mind, though, because you're always on me about not calling people. You're like, just get on the phone with them. I'm like, why would I get on the phone with someone when I can text or email them and it'll take two seconds? It won't, the reason I get on you about calling people is because sometimes you do phone things, text things that would be much be phone wise. In your opinion. Yeah. So here's what I did. I kind of took their advice uh, on a Sunday afternoon uh, at like noon. I called him and blocked my number and put the phone on mute just in case he answered because I wanted to hear what the voicemail was. Then I would at least know if it was his number. Oh my gosh, you're such a creepy girl. And it was, right? Mm -hmm. So it was his number. That's fine. And um, so I'm like, huh. So now it's now I have it on my, now I'm wondering what happened. Why? What did you do? Why? What did I do? So several days later, I sent a message and said, hey, I'm not going to reach out anymore. I just want to let you know uh, that, you know, we. That I, I just wanted to give you a heads up. We have a project. We want you to uh, work out. We would love to work with you again. But if you are unavailable, uh, no worries, but I just want to, you know, say, uh, I hope you're doing okay. And uh, I'm not going to bug you anymore, but whatever. And I wrote a little note and then he responded about two or three days later at, with an apology saying, I'm just really bad. He says I'm so bad about responding to texts and I'm so, uh, you know, so sorry. Asked how you were doing. We had a text back and forth. We had a conversation as one does as old friends do caught up a bit. And at the start of the conversation, he said, I'm, I'm too busy to take anything new on at the end of the conversation. He said, why don't you send me your idea, your problem? Yeah. And I'll see if I have a solution, which I did. He hasn't responded yet, but I've sent it. But Hey, you know, he's alive and you know, he's in theory, not mad at you. How, so. what, what a weird world that we live in that neither one of us thought to actually place a phone call. I know it's really weird. And the, yeah, I, I do understand why you say I'm such a creepy girl for doing that weird stalker move. But I also, if there was something, I didn't want to put him in a situation. I knew I wanted to send the final message. And that was the only way I could confirm that what was being sent was his, right? Was mm -hmm. to hear the voicemail. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to put either of us in an awkward situation if there was something that happened. Are you, I know it's only Tuesday, but how's your anxiety this week? Cause I feel like you are super anxious this week. Like your anxiety manifests itself in, oh my gosh, in like the what ifs, like what if everything is bad? What if someone's mad at me? What if this doesn't work out? What if this fails? And I feel like in the past 24 hours, everything that you've talked about has been like, Dire, not dire, well, this, but like the, the, this situation happened a week ago. No, I know. But I just feel like 
you're a little on edge about like things not working out? Like, do you feel more anxious uh, right maybe, now? Maybe I actually, I actually feel, I actually feel very, I'm, you know what I do? I think I do feel anxious, but it's not over the top. Uh, but I actually feel pretty buttoned up and um, excited about, I feel whatever the, what's the opposite? I don't feel relaxed, but I feel in control of what's coming up this week. I love that. Um, and now I'm anxious why you think I'm anxious. Because you've just been very like, there's been like four or five things on our work plate and you're like, well, that's not going to happen. That person's ghosting us. Oh, well, that person's going to be upset about that. That that's person's going to be like. Yeah, that's me half joking, half joking. <laughs> that's all. Um, yeah. So you just seem like you've been a little bit more on edge, which is usually my role. So mm. I don't know. Role, role reversal. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for fresh bread. I have discovered over the past month, month and a half that Whole Foods has the best fresh bread. And I never used to even go in that section because I've tried a couple of their bakery items. And to me, they never taste great. Like, you know, they have the, um, like cabinets with like cookies or, you know, whatever. Like the self-serve donut. Yeah. They're or whatever. never yeah. outstanding. And since I've been like ingredient, like very, like honing in on the ingredients that I eat. I was like, let me go look at Whole Foods bread while I was there. And let me see if they have, you know, anything there. And the breads are, are, most of them have very limited ingredients, which is amazing. The bread is outstanding. Like the one I got this week. So I've been buying like a loaf of bread, like once every other week. This one is like a rosemary bread. So good. It was $4. Do they have rolls? If they have rolls, they should call them Rosemary's Babies. That's weird. <laughs> I was going to not laugh, but remember, uh, remember, but it was, funny. was it, it was a little bit funny. And someone, didn't someone on the voicemails last week be like, you don't give Jeff enough credit for his dry sense of humor. Yeah. It was when I was talking about, uh, LL Cool Bean. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes they just have to sit with you. You know? Yeah. They just like to take up a full week to just soak in there. Isn't that what they say? If you, if you know about whiskey, you don't taste it when it's in your mouth. You, mm. get, the, you get the taste after. When it's like burning your throat and you're like, <laughs> why did I do that? When your eyes stop watering. Yeah, yeah that's you. <laughs> and your ears aren't hot anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you you think, wow, that guy is funny. Hello, cool bean. This weekend we Rosemary's baby. <laughs> this weekend we binge watched a new show. It is called jury duty. I had never heard of this. Jeff introduced it to me. I guess people in your world were talking about it. I was, I just read about it. Somebody posted on Instagram and I thought to myself, the concept is fantastic. They staged a jury. Now I had going into it. I had no idea how extensive this would be, but they staged a fake trial and, and seated a fake jury in uh, Los Angeles, or I think maybe San Diego, in 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 the West Coast, and they uh, everybody was an actor, with the exception of one juror, juror number six, Ronald Gladden. He was not in on the deception, so. 
The judge was fake. The defendant was fake. The attorneys were fake. The bailiff was fake. Everything about the, about the show was fake except Ronald Gladden. And I thought this, I thought it was going to be more, I thought it was going to be a, a documentary about the jury process and maybe trying to influence people or I don't know, but I just thought the concept was, was really, really interesting. And it turned out to be a delightful surprise. It yeah. was it, the, it, I would say overall it is very upsidey because it really, if you can get past the cruel deception prank. Well, and my dad is like, framework of it. my dad doesn't like pranks. I actually don't like pranks either. Cause I think they're mean spirited, but this to me, I, I told my dad to reframe it as a social experiment to make it a little better. And it really shows the that I think at the core people are good. And it's like a reminder that people are good and they're good, just kind salt of the earth people that exist. You said that the other night at dinner and I take issue with that. Ronald Gladden is good. That's what I'm saying. It's not people as a whole. It's not a reflection on no, but society. I'm saying there are some really pure, great souls out there on the planet. But that's what I'm saying. When somebody does something kind for you, randomly a random act of kindness or whatever, like at the grocery store, for example, uh, you spend that ripples with other people because you're like, Oh my gosh, like this person is morally like wonderful. It's just kind of like a faith in humanity boost. The ripple part I agree with because, and we're not giving anything away because the story as it unfolds over the 10 or so episodes, uh, the story, every, every single episode, there is a twist and a turn that is laugh out loud funny, followed immediately by, oh, oh my gosh, there's no way, right? Mm-hmm. Every episode, I think, after the first two. First two are a little slow. But after that, there is, you are, there's consistent laugh out loud moments and there's consistent, but the thread that runs through every one is this guy, Ronald is so pure and so kind. And so everybody should want to grow up to be like him. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And he demonstrates that throughout the entire show. And you don't even realize it really until the end. Uh, And I, and this is also not giving anything away, but the last episode or two is a behind the scenes after they have revealed the deception to him. Yeah. And they, and that is what, that's just, that's more wonderful. I think than the whole thing to me, that was the most interesting part. Like the jury part or whatever, it was fine. Like I laughed out loud a little bit, but I wouldn't say it's like the greatest thing of all time, but then it was really cool. The behind the scenes of how they were able to like pull this off. And it was so cool to me. And it was really cool because all of the people behind the scenes all felt the same way that we did about this guy. Just like he's a good person and a good, like, I think one of the ladies was like, we all just fell in love with you. Like we, you know, I know we're acting, but you're just so wonderful. And, you know, it, it was really cool to see, first of all, mad respect to the actors, because you don't know how someone that's not an actor is going to it's react. Not, it's not scripted because he's the central character and who knows, he could wake up and be in a bad mood because he has a cold. He could 
wake up and decide that the entire trial is corrupt and he wants to meet one-on-one with the judge, he whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and they got to improv their way through all of that. It was just amazing and it was really cool and it, it makes you feel hopeful and good and um, super interesting. So anyways, it's on this app, like we have Roku, so you can search for different things. So if you just go to search, it'll show you where to it's you Amazon, know, watch it. It's called Amazon Freevee. Yeah, it's free, F-R-E-E-V-E-E, yeah. I think. And it's like an app that Amazon has. It's free TV. I had never heard of it before, but it shows up. It's free and definitely worth a watch. It was super cool if you're looking for something to um, to watch. And now what are we going to, we're trying to decide in our house. Cause we always have something that we're watching. Well, I, one more thing before we oh, move yeah, off okay. from Trey duty. Um, he was found, they placed it a place, placed it placed a want ad for somebody who has never served on jury duty, who, uh, wouldn't mind being part of a documentary about jury duty. So that's how they found him. Mm-hmm. He was on Craigslist or something. And that, that's so they, obviously there's some sort of casting or audition and, uh, you have to you have to follow him on Instagram. I will show you, Callie, one picture that sums up exactly who he is. Um, by the way, I reached out to try to get him on the show. Oh, you did? Yeah. His so uh, he, he, just, he just signed with a talent agency. He is in a Mint Mobile commercial now. Yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's him with his pet Corgi in a backpack. Yeah. Going for a walk. And he's got the biggest, happiest smile on his face. And he has a Corgi. Uh, so I reached out to see if he could do um, interviews. He has an agent now. So I go through, went through the agent. They um, uh, punted me over to a publicist. So I've reached out to the publicist. Uh, I'm checking and I've not heard back yet. This guy's going to be married like for sure within a year. I stumbled across an article about celebrity chefs, people who've cooked for the rich and famous and two things about Hugh Hefner that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I think the first thing I think makes him more alike to normies versus super rich people. Mm-hmm. The other one is, such a super rich thing to do. Okay. The first is this chef said that he cooked for Hugh Hefner for four years. And every day for the four years that Hugh was at home at the Playboy Mansion, I'm assuming, he had the same exact thing for breakfast for four years. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. For some reason, breakfast is the only meal in a day that you're allowed. I guess lunch, you can kind of repeat, like have the same lunch two days in a row. I have the same lunch every day all week. Breakfast is the only one that you can eat for four years in a row. And I didn't judge him. Yeah. Like it's, I think I've eaten, no, I haven't eaten the same breakfast for four years, but I definitely, I mean, I've had eggs every morning for like six months, probably even, even, I mean, you might mix up the brand of, of cereal. What was the breakfast? An English muffin with a scrambled egg. Hmm. So it's yours. So you and Hugh Hefner have the same breakfast. (laughs) Um, but he had the same breakfast and it just remind that just reminded me that breakfast, you're allowed to eat the same meal every day. Lunch, you can sometimes repeat, but dinner, no. Yeah. We can't have pizza tonight. We had pizza last night, which is so 
bizarre to me. You did that at the restaurant we went to for Mother's Day? Yeah. Didn't you? Well, yeah, but that was... I was like, oh my gosh, I think you would love the steak. It looks so... They had like this, you know, beef tenderloin, you know, thing on the menu. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like you would love this. And you said, ah, we ate steak last night. Well, we did. And then I think we had red meat the night before. So I was just trying to prevent the, you know... The pipes from, from clogging. Got it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I had to mix it up. Then the super rich thing that Hugh Hefner, this guy cooked for him for nine years. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think that Hugh Hefner ever ate a restaurant prepared meal because when, when he was going out to eat with his Playboy bunnies or with whoever business meetings, doesn't matter what it was, date, personal, social business, whatever, this chef would prepare a meal, put it in a paper bag that would get stapled shut with preparation directions. And whoever was traveling with Mr. Hefner would take it to the kitchen. Yeah. I, in the restaurant would prepare. He never ate a meal out. He never ate a restaurant prepared. meal. Yes. And I remember seeing that. I think it was on the girls next door. Do you remember that show on MTV about he and like three of his girlfriends at the time? Um, And I used to watch that all the time. And I think I remember that being on the show. Here's my thing about that. One, if you're rich and you're traveling the world and you're not taking advantage of the amazing chefs that you get to come into contact with, that is a, feels like a violation of your wealth and privilege to me. You know what I mean? Like if you're traveling and you're like, you know, unless you're a picky eater, I don't care. I'm just saying in general, like there's no exceptions for that to me. And that to me is so tacky. If like money cannot buy class. I mean, I, I'm not calling him the class classy to begin with, but I just think that is so tacky. And I would hate to be, if my job were his assistant and I was at home and I had to call and be like, Hey, so he's going to bring his own meal. Here's how I want you to do it. I would quit. I don't know. I think there's different rules for people that rich. No, I think it's ridiculous. And, and I, I think it's. And I think if you're a picky eater, the other thing that was in this article was, I don't know why I remember the exact number, but there were 26 things that he liked to eat. 26. Yeah. And every meal had to be prepared by some combination of those. Right. So he only, maybe he only liked carrots, mushrooms, and asparagus. Those are every meal that he had, had one of those vegetables. If it had a vegetable, yeah. you know, I will tell you a story now about my dad. I don't think I've told this story on the show, but maybe I have. Um, my dad went to Kazakhstan as one does as one does. And I can't even remember why he went to Kazakhstan, but I know he went and yes, that may sound familiar. And if it is, it's probably cause that's where the movie Borat, like he says he's from Kazakhstan. Yeah. So my dad goes there and it was some sort of business trip. And my dad is what I would consider to be a picky eater or just a basic eater. He likes meat. He likes potatoes. He likes his chef salads. He just, he, he's like, he he doesn't like fancy stuff. He prefers well-prepared, simple meals Yes. versus exotic new experiences. Yes. If, if, if they said, here is a plate from a, from a Michelin starred restaurant that is escargot and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Or here's a steak perfectly cooked on the big green egg in Doug's backyard. He would be at Doug's. He's going to Doug's house. Yeah. 
100% of the time. So he travels to Kazakhstan and they have a dinner to honor he and whoever he was there on business with. Um, and as one of the traditions of the culture, you serve the person, the guests or whatever, a, I believe it was a sheep's head, like a full on boiled sheep's head, everything intact. And they all kind of watch you while you eat it because it's considered a big honor. And he was like, out of respect to everyone, even though that's not something he would have chosen to eat and probably wouldn't eat it again, he ate it because it was, that's how you're honored in a different culture. Did he ever say if it was good or if it tasted really bad? (laughs) I don't think he hated it. I think he wouldn't do it again, but he was like, it actually wasn't like, I think mentally he was probably preparing to like throw up. Yeah. And no, he didn't. Um, what, if it, what if it's not really a tradition? What if it was just a prank? Oh, that would have really made him angry. That would have really been bad. Would you like to say that again? No. I'm just waiting for it to come out again. Why would I do that? Because your wheels are turning and I know you want to say it again. Mm-mm. <laughs> Okay. Well, my point is money can't buy you class. And when you're in the presence of others or someone is preparing a meal for you, you eat it. So take your own stuff to me. It's like, no, not a flex. With summer finally upon us. And I love the way it just appears like, boom, it's chilly. And then it's hot. It's time to start thinking about being properly hydrated. Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being. And their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Unless you're already hooked on liquid IV like I am. My favorite, lemon lime, followed right behind by strawberry. And then I just saw they've come out with like some new strawberry lemonade blend. It's like they were reading my mind. Liquid IV helps improve hydration by speeding up how quickly water is absorbed into your bloodstream. They have a whole bunch of science behind it, but all I know is that one stick of liquid IV mixed into a glass of ice water makes you feel better immediately. It doesn't matter if you've got cramps, doesn't matter if you've got a headache, doesn't matter if you're just feeling hot and thirsty. You feel better instantly with Liquid IV. You can get it in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. We are proud to partner with Hatch. They help people sleep better. And the Hatch was a product that we registered Ellie for before she was even born. We've been using it ever since and we absolutely love it. The new and improved second generation Hatch Rest makes sleep better and more magical for your entire family. The all-in-one Hatch Rest is a smart sleep device with a sound machine and a nightlight that grows with your kids. So Ellie loves the sound of white noise. She also loves that you can pick any color that you want to be the like little nightlight. So when we turn it off in the morning, it lights up with her favorite color, which currently is pink. She is obsessed with it. And then as she gets bigger and we transfer her to a bigger bed and she is going to wake up on her own, they have this feature so that you can turn on a certain color and that will tell your kid that it's time to wake up and get out of bed. So I know that feature is really cool. I have a lot of friends that use that for their older kids and they absolutely love it. And I can't wait to use that with Ellie. 
Hatch Rest has helped over 3 million babies and parents get restful sleep. And it is no wonder that it is consistently a top baby registry item. It was top of my list. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners up to 15% off your purchase of a Hatch Rest and free shipping at hatch.co slash upside. So if you're ready for improved sleep for your kids and for yourself, go to hatch.co slash upside to get up to 15% off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash upside. As you know, I'm basically now a gardener. I mean, I've planted some grass and we've got some potted plants now, but I finally have something to do with the food waste that gets turned into gold at the push of a button in our Lomi. Now, if you don't know what a Lomi is, it's this device that sits uh, in your house. You put it on your kitchen counter if you've got enough space. We have ours on a shelf in the garage. And you put your kitchen food waste into the Lomi. We start it after dinner every night and let it run for a couple of hours. And the next day we have nutrient rich dirt. Now we were just throwing it in our garbage can because we had nothing to do with it, but now we can put it in the plants, put it on the lawn, put it in the garden. So it's not going to landfills, not producing environmentally dangerous methane gas and it's helping to uh, helping our plants that we've planted, helping them grow. So if you would like to investigate the Lomi, we encourage you to visit their website. It's Lomi.com slash upside. And if you use promo code upside, when you check out, you'll get $50 off. It's Lomi, L-O-M-I.com slash upside and use promo code upside at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so exciting news for one of our... Um podcasts mom's on call this week. And we love to share with you when cool things are going on with our shows. Cause I feel like there's always something cool because everyone's so cool. Yeah. They always have news, exciting things. And this week it's mom's on call. So they have launched their very own crib mattress. And here's what you need to know about mom's on call behind the scenes. They will absolutely never under any circumstance put their name on something that they don't 5,000% believe in and support. Right. Like no question. They and, and they don't just, when advertisers reach out to, to talk to them about advertising on their show, they don't just look up online the product and say, oh yeah, those, those socks look pretty or whatever. They say malice and socks, one in every style. And they, and, and we'll wear one pair each day until we've, tried them all and we'll let you know. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're, I, they're in it. They're, they are in it and they are particular, which means that, you know, when you're getting something that they recommend that they really believe in it, they've used it, they vetted it and they started creating their own products. Like they have their own swaddle because they didn't like the ones on the market and they have just launched yesterday uh, their very first crib mattress, which is a huge deal. So really, really excited for them. And what makes it different, because I was talking to them about it last week, um, is that it's like double-sided. So there's one side that is for babies. That's like way more firm. And then you can flip it over when the baby gets older. And then that side is like a little bit softer. And they did it with Colgate, who has been um, designing baby mattresses for like 60 years, I think. Um, Really long time. They know what they're doing. And congratulations to Moms on Call on that. And I saw on their site, 
that for a limited time, you can get 50% off a Cozy Earth crib sheet. How's that for cross-pollination, right? Nice. With the purchase of a mattress. So you purchase a mattress and then you can get 50% off of a crib sheet, which is awesome. So anyways, yeah, go check them out. It's on their website. I'll post it on my Instagram at some point today. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, uh, midlife crisis is not really a midlife crisis because scientists tracking over generations of people have found that at the eights, So at 28, 38, 48, 58, 68, people start questioning their place in life. I would assume it's because when you're 18, when you're eight, what are you questioning? Nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're 18, you're just excited to be 18. You're an adult. You've just been thrust out of high school and now the world is your oyster. What are you doing? You're going to college, you're taking some courses, you starting a job, you're traveling. No fear. There's yeah, no distress. 28. You're starting to think, wait a minute, at the end of my 20s, here come the 30s, whatever. Same thing, 38, mm-hmm. 40, you know, 40, 50. So- What uh, do I want out of my life? Why am I not making enough at my job? Wow, taxes really kill my paycheck. Those are the 28-year-old thoughts. Right. So um, if we're being uh, accurate about it, we should no longer call those, uh, those ebbs and flows a midlife crisis. They should just be called your once a decade life crisis. There you go. Seems like a dramatic word. Is it really a crisis? A conflict. I would call it a conflict. Yeah. (laughs) Because everything conflicting about what you thought you knew and what you actually know is like in your head. Um, Your second random thing, Jeff Dollar, I thought you would like this one. So I pulled it for you. A woman who will be a hundred in August had a bucket list like things. And you see this every once in a while, right? Of like, oh, I want to be arrested. You know, you've seen stuff like that. I want to be arrested on your bucket list. You haven't seen that of like, I want to be like handcuffed and arrested. So you haven't seen that in the news. It it happens like once every five years where they like arrest like someone that can barely walk because they're like, I've never been arrested and it was on my bucket list. No. Okay. I'll have to pull that up for you. Kinky little old people. huh? very cute. Um, Put those handcuffs on me and take my teeth out. Okay. So the woman's name is Annie. I feel like being bad. Like the Kazakhstan stand sheep. Okay. So um, the woman's name is Annie. So she's 99, right? And her bucket list item was she wanted knives thrown at her. Come like on. a circus act. She is just tired of life. No. So no. she wanted to do that before her 100th birthday. And um, she talked to the person that like heads up the circus and they're like, yeah, come on down. So there um, was like a, I guess there's like a chief knife thrower or whatever. And they did that. And she had her cane in her hand and she said she loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought you would love that story and think it was awesome. <laughs> Your third random thing. You don't? I mean, it's fine. It's a fine story. It's an interesting story. I'll retell it, which is the whole purpose of three random things to give you a little nugget to speak about. Mm -hmm. Next time you're in line at the bank and the person in front of you just wants to chat. Yeah. Old woman. Knives. Uh, And your third random thing is dog owner or dogs uh, love their humans as much as humans love them. Here are a couple ways that has been proven. Uh, Number one. Uh, the reward center in a dog's brain lights up when they smell their owners. No. Uh, I num- wonder if Lily's brain lights up 
when she sees you as much as it lights up when she sees me. Oh no, she's definitely your dog. <laughs> uh, number two, when your eyes connect with your dogs, both brains release oxycontin, which is also called the cuddle hormone. No. And number three, uh, dogs that have been deprived of food and their owners when presented with both at the same time, will greet their owners before Aww, eating. Oh, that is so cute. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. This will be a shocker, Callie, but I'm overthinking something. Oh, weird. We're hiring a producer, uh, an audio editor for 1022. So the ad went out last week and I've gotten about 100 responses so far. Um, and I'm going through them and eliminating the the definite no's. Mm-hmm. And I have one person I don't know what to do with. They're, excuse you. If the mics just picked that up, Lily just sneezed very loud. Um, and this is the the person is qualified. She has good experience. She has quality credentials. She would definitely be on the short list. Okay. We would talk to her. The problem is her cover letter was clearly intended for someone else in a completely different position. So, one of the most important aspects of this job is attention to detail. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to have forgiveness in my heart and say, look, she might be applying for another job. She could be on her lunch hour and she's just, you know, this is a freelance. It's a very limited hours. It's an entry level position. So so you got to catch stuff. That's like the number one part of the role is like you have to be detail oriented. Yes. Because you don't want to leave a chunk of audio if somebody coughs in the middle of their show. Right. You don't. You can't leave that in. Yeah, you that's gotta, why we've had to get rid of a producer before. Like, if you keep missing stuff, you got to be on your toes. Oh, yeah, remember that? Like, yeah. So, I don't know what to do. Put that in the maybe pile. I wrote, I actually respond. I do know what to do. I did respond to her and said, did you mean to, what job are you applying for? We'll see how she handles it. Yeah. Because she writes back and says, my gosh, I'm so sorry. That was, I was applying to 10, whatever. Yeah. Then I think I could let it slide. But if she might just be so embarrassed, she'll ghost. Or she might just be like, oh, I'm applying for this. Yeah. And just not notice, in which case, definitely not your person. Right. That was a bad mistake. Hey, guys, I'm listening to Friday's episode. Kelly, I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, the Airbnb thing with the room where the owner is still there, I thought it had been a thing for a while. I know you could do, like, a basement apartment and the other people would be home or, like, a separate entrance thing and people would be home. But this makes perfect sense to me now that it is newer because VRBO has a whole ad campaign about going on vacation with just your family. And you go wherever you go and you're renting through them and the people that you're renting from are not there. And I was kind of like, well, duh, but now it makes perfect sense. So that's it. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys. Um, Callie, you're right. It is spirit Halloween. I'm, I'm obsessed with Halloween and I love those pop-up stores and I Googled it just to make sure. So yeah, it is spirit Halloween, not spirit of Halloween. Bye. 
Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Sylvia. Um, I just had to stop the show when you guys were talking about the Airbnb and staying in somebody's house and they being there. Isn't that what a B&B is, a bed and breakfast? You stay in somebody's house and they give you a bed and breakfast. So it kind of goes along with the traditional bed and breakfast model. Just my two cents. Bye. Hey, friends. I have a real a question which may be super goofy. Um, on my way to work, I like to listen to the podcast while I'm commuting, comma, and sometimes I don't don't see it in my library before I leave the house or on the commute, period. So I'm wondering, is that operator error on my part, comma, or does it hit my podcast library later because of something that, like, you guys do? Forgive me if that's a real dumb question, but like today, Monday, um, I'm not seeing it in my podcast library, and it doesn't seem to be updating. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks, y'all. Bye. But I have a certain set of skills that allow me to deal with this stuff. And then I realized, with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. If you can find something to be grateful for, then you find something to look forward to, and you carry on.